What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. Um, we've yeah. been having some good talks and coming up with some new uh, new topics. Well, I mean, there's no new topics in sobriety, but new topics to us and you know future future yeah. episodes about we've relationships been- and. We've been figuring out new ways to talk about the same stuff. Yeah, I mean that's. I was thinking about that too, and I know that a lot of our yeah a lot of our stuff overlaps. But I I don't Uh I don't I don't I hope it's not repetitive. I hope it's not um, redundant. Um, I I think think they'd let us know in the comment (laughs) in the reviews. Like these guys say the same fucking thing every podcast. If that's the case, please let me know. Um, Yeah. uh, I I wanted to. um, Okay. Well, first. A few things to get out of the way, you know. Yep. Our, our presenting sponsor is, as always, Green Camel Press. Green yeah, Camel yeah. Press dot cam, uh, GreenCamelPress.com. Uh, we just got done. We spent the whole day working on a new uh, stop motion animation. If you go check out our um, our Instagram, I, there's some cutouts, and I took a picture of it and doing a little um, project for another guy that we talked to on the internet, online at mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, he wanted to do something for his SoundCloud song. So this the song he wrote, and he said, "Hey, can you guys do a do a video?" Uh-huh. So we we decided we're going to do a stop motion video. Um, Rad. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. It's 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 pretty cool. It doesn't look like much now because a lot of it is. Um, I need you to draw all this stuff, and then we're going to cut it all out. And mm-hmm. so it's just a folder of cut out cartoons, is what it looks like. But yeah, it's kind of just about having that sort of idea in your head and then, you know, just putting the puzzle back together. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to, I'm going to start the filming next week. Once uh, we get some more time, production starts next week, production starts next week. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun. So we do that kind of stuff. We do digital doodles and there's some t-shirts. So if you go buy a t-shirt from greencamelpress.com, you are helping to, um, promote, uh, AS for alcoholic. It, they, yeah. it, it, it helps us out. Also, um, Gluten Is Not Your Problem, our sibling podcast mm-hmm. about food and weirdness and strange things. And our friend Walter, who is quite a hoot. I, um, a hoot. He's a, he's a hoot. We talked about this last episode was called The Childhood Electric Chair. Uh-huh. Apparently he, he like made an ele- him and his friend made an electric chair when uh-huh. he was a kid. I don't know what they were they were electrocuting or whatnot, but it was I don't know. <laughs> I'm Me, just nodding. I'm just nodding over here. Well, it wasn't, and I guess there was. Some, you'll have to listen to it, but nobody got electrocuted. 
it wasn't used on anything. They were trying to build something. It never worked. But right. um, and then I shared a story I had about me and my brother, you know, shocking each other with this lamp that was kind of funky and. That's also know. dangerous. <laughs> it's very dangerous. Do not play with electricity at all. If we ever. have to tell you that, though, you're probably you got to figure some shit out in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And if you're looking to figure some shit out, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. So, yeah, please don't oh. electrocute each other. <laughs> so go listen to that podcast as well if you'd like to hear entertaining stories from a from a strange man who it, Jerry and I have both known for 20 plus years now. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. I also wanted to say, if you have a chance, you know, we have our, our patrons on Patreon who are super awesome. And I wanted to thank Ben, who's been who's just came on board to help us out. And he just got sober in February. So, Word. So right fresh. on. So, Ben, thank yeah. you very much. And uh, he says he likes to listen to us while he's running or um, driving, I think he said. Yeah. Um, so What up, Ben? What up, player? What's <laughs> up, so big player? Up. So keep it up, guys. Go check out our sponsors. Uh, all the links are in the in the descriptions of the shows, wherever you're listening. Um, yeah. Today's topic word um, is called is trust. It's T. We're already at T. T is for T. trust. Yeah. And I want to. And of course, Jerry, you know, we, we can talk about trust in all its forms. Um, but the thing that was struck me this last week is I've been reading, listening to this book called Born to Run. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all about how humans evolved to run, and how, in fact, we're the only we're the we're the only species that has certain things like an Achilles heel, and there's like this tendon or muscle in your neck that is only required for running, and so all these different things, and about how the Bushmen of the Kalahari um, would track animals, and how you know they could they could track a deer or like an antelope, and they could run for miles and miles and miles and where marathons come from. So there was all this fascinating stuff about running and running far and how there's this whole uh, tribe of Native Americans in Mexico called the Tarahumara. And these people run like eight marathons in like two and a half days. Like they run 400 miles in 48 hours or something insane like that on with just like sandals. There's all this stuff. So if you're interested in, in running, it's definitely um, it's a great book. Um, and but the the phrase that stuck out to me and made me think about sobriety was um, they the the phrase was or the the quote was trust the results first, then figure out the science later. And I feel like that's <clears throat> that's pretty important in early sobriety is getting this this idea that these, that this is going to work because I don't know about you, but I didn't feel like it was going to work for me and not out of like, I am a hopeless wreck. I didn't, you know, (laughs) I, I still thought that I would be fine. It was that I thought that, yeah, I thought that the process and the program would not work for me. And lo and behold, little by little, these little things happen. And the results are that I am better and I am stronger and I feel better and I'm happier, you know? And the other, the other phrase is always trust the process. You got to trust the process. And it always sounded yeah. very smug to me. It always sounded, um, is pedantic the right word? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. It always just sounded really smug to me and I never liked it. And now that I've been through some of the process, I'm like, Oh, okay. I understand now. <clears throat> Because when I have those dark times, 
Like, what, what is the point of that? And then you come out of it and you're like, oh, okay, I, maybe I just needed to lay low. You know, I, I wonder why when I'm trying to go out running and my heel, I've got this plantar fasciitis that's basically impeding me from getting any real miles in. Like, wait, you got plantar fasciitis? Yeah. You got a plantar plantar wart? No, it's not a plantar wart, but it's. Oh, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> it's basically the. I was like, I, I just I know someone who had them pretty bad, and they got them. It was a fucking process to get <laughs> no. rid of them. Anyway, carry it's, on. The fascia is like this membrane that wraps around basically your whole body, but the part where the heel is, uh-huh. it just gets inflamed uh-huh. and it hurts. And so really the only real way to do it is to stretch it out. And so I've been doing these fucking stretches and trying to like get myself better. And um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? So the plantar fasciitis, I'm just trying to get more miles in. And so like, what is the point of this? Right. And so I'm hoping that somewhere down the road, I'll be like, oh, okay. I needed to go through that so that I could learn this. Trust in the process. Trust in the right? process. Yeah. So instead of me right. getting angry at my heel and getting angry at my foot and being frustrated and just throwing my hands up and saying, well, I guess I'm just not going to fucking do this because this doesn't work for me. You know, I'm like, okay, so this is an issue that I need to learn because maybe I need to stretch something else or maybe I, it's it's telling me that, that something's wrong and that I need to fix it. So I should yeah. listen. So mm-hmm. I think of that in... in in terms of sobriety, like maybe if something's not going my way, maybe if I'm not getting sober the way I want to, I need to listen to that pain or that problem or whatever it is and try and figure it out. <clears throat> you know, um, how do you like when you first got sober and you had a you went through you like you we were talking earlier, not not just including, you know, the relationship that you were in but just trying to come to terms with yourself. How did you, how did you, did you find it easy to accept all this bad shit that you, that was coming out of you? I mean, does that, is that the, does that question make sense? Yeah, I think so. It, it's, it wasn't easy. It totally sucked. It was weird, man. It was like an, it was like a purge. It was like, and it was like an emotional and, um, psychological purge like i was pushing out all of that that poison that emotional poison i still it's almost like it'll rise up every once in a while even now like a like a boil or something and i have to excise it and you know get it out of my body but it's you know in regards to trusting the process like i had no trust whatsoever for the process in the beginning it's something i think you grow to accept over time that it just if you just let it work and my, my approach has always been, if I let it work itself out, it'll work itself out. I don't need to stick my spoon in there and start stirring. If it's something that doesn't need to be stirred, right. you know? So, but in the beginning, I, I couldn't never trust the process because I had to micromanage and control everything. Cause if I wasn't controlling, it wasn't going to fucking get done. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm the only one who knows how to fucking do it. You know, the, my thought okay. process was that back then, and I think the more time passed, my whole, my whole perspective was, I don't know fucking anything. I don't know how to do any of this shit. So why am I jumping in the middle? You know, get the fuck out of the way. I can figure this out when I don't know mm-hmm. it. So I just need to either let someone else who does know help me with it and show me, you know, or like let it work itself out. <clears throat> you know, it's um, it's kind of like cooking a steak. You ever cooked a steak? You've cooked a steak, right? Yeah, and. Yeah. 
Right, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> once you once you get the pan to the right temperature, right, you got to put the steak right? in there and you just got to leave it alone. Right? You can't yeah. if you fuss with it, if you're like trying to get the tongs and move it around or you think that it's not in the right mm-hmm. spot, you're going to ruin it. Right. You're not going to get the right amount of the, the right amount of heat that hits the and it's not mm-hmm. going to cook all the way through and then you're going to have a terrible steak at the end. Yeah. You're going to have a Danny Clay steak that's gray as hell. That's an inside joke between me and, and John. But you're going to have a gray. And Danny Clay, that's a, you're going to have a gray ass piece of steak. It's going to be dry and grody. You don't want that. And I still poke at it, though. I still, I mean, if we're talking the analogy, yes. but even like literally in my life when I cook a steak, I don't touch it, but I still poke at it with my finger to make sure to see how mm-hmm. done it is, you know, and that I still have to time it to like flip it and know exactly when. So. Even now, I think within my life, I still have some difficulty trusting the process at times. And and I know the steak is a weird analogy on mm-hmm. my end for it. On your end, it's perfect. It makes total sense. But I think still like that micromanager still lives inside of me. You know, I'm not walking the I am not walking this planet, this earth like Kato and Kung Fu, just Zen as fucking having Kung Fu adventures and shit like. I definitely have like weak moments, mm-hmm. you know, like weak moments where I like I need to assert myself in this room and let them know that I'm in charge of this room, you know. <sighs> it's funny because well, I, but I can recognize it. So at least for me, that's one. That's a little little props I'm gonna give myself is at least I can see it now and check myself when I'm doing it and you know, have that moment of weakness and step away from it and be like, yo, dude, this is not about you. It's not you. about this you. And you make you. a, you make yeah. a better mistake and you're, you're, you're able to rebound from it quicker. I better mistakes. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but with the, you know, with the steak, I think that, you know, maybe in another, and maybe in another five or 10 years, you can just let the steak go and let it be. Um, yeah, we'll I think, poke it. I think guys like you and I, um, <laughs> One of the and I'll, I'm going to go back to if you I'm going to reference a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the refuge recovery meeting and and how I thought oh there's not enough structure here for anybody to get sober and it was really there's not enough right. structure here for me to get sober so because mm-hmm. and I, I you know guys like you and I tend to want to control everything every aspect and if I can just control it if I can manage it if I can make sure that everything is going my my way then everything will be fine. So when it came to getting sober yeah. and realizing that I had to let go of a lot of that control, the thing that really, really helped me stop micromanaging was the fact that there were rules and there were, you know, there were steps to be taken and I had to take them, right. you know, one yeah. at a time and yeah. I had to just do as I was mm-hmm. told. And that was the first time that all of a sudden, you know, what, yeah, I got to do what I'm told? What do you mean? I, I'm fine. I do what I want. And, but, right. And, and then you I got my own rules. <laughs> and then you start to realize that, oh, all the stuff that I want to do, all the stuff that I've been doing has not been working, not objectively. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's this idea that we can, this this idea that I can control my, my own life. And I know that sounds, um, that sounds a little silly, but. I can't, there's so much of it I cannot control. There's, there's a, there's a small portion and I do my best to not, you know, to tell the truth and pay my bills and go to work and, and, you know, be, be, be true to myself and all those things. But there's so much that I can't control. Um, you know, right. I mean, let me, let me ask you this, how you just, you're recently in the middle of a pretty big transition for you and your family. 
Right, we're moving into a new place because I rent. You were forced the to landlord move. Is it wasn't. Set, well, it wasn't me. No. She just, the landlord called me and said, hey, I'm selling the house. So, you know, you all have 60 days to move out, which I guess in the state of Oregon, actually we had 90 days to move out. But, <clears throat> oh, so I, I sat down and huddled with my wife and I was like, yo, we got to get out of here in 60 days. And I mean, it's been two weeks and we've already got a place we're already halfway moved into it but go ahead and continue well, no, my question, question was just that here you are 60 days you got to leave and you found a place you figured it yeah. out in 14 days um and less yeah but yeah when you were when you were well one um that's something that you couldn't control so how do you how do you deal with Absolutely. how do you deal with things outside of your control now versus if you were still drinking jim beam and fucking Coke Zero, how would you have taken a, yeah. a, an eviction notice? Awfully. Mm -hmm. Horribly. I would have dragged my feet way harder through this whole process than I am now. And I would have been hung over. And I would have been fatigued and tired and felt like shit. And my credit would have been way more garbage than it <laughs> is now. It's great now, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's way better now. Yeah, I mean, like, that's... And that's nothing. I mean, that's great. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's like it's a an improvement you know but it's it's like i i'm just happy where i'm at i guess because my credit's so great y'all <laughs> i don't know so yes of course if we're, if we're talking about perspective and control and trust i would have had no trust for anything and everything would have been a huge panic and everything would have been and i had my moments i have i have had a couple of meltdowns even in the past nine days you know or since may 9th when i got called i've had a couple i've gotten overwhelmed twice mm -hmm. really hard where i've had to take a moment and step away from it because I'm like, this is too much and I'm freaking the fuck out. And so I tell my spouse that I'm like, yo, Megan, I'm freaking the fuck out. And and then of course she's cool as fuck. So she'll text me and be like, how you doing now? And I'm like, I'm still freaking the fuck out, but I'll figure it out, you know, or I won't figure it out. Maybe I'll just keep freaking out until it passes, which is what I did the first time. And then the second time I just started moving shit. I threw myself into a process, mm -hmm. right? And I trusted, I really honestly trusted that that process would distract me from my fear long enough that the fear would just dissipate, you know? So busy work has always been good for yeah. me. Like if I can find something to do, it's a, if I can find something to do with my hands or something to occupy me, I tend to let go of a lot of the anxiety and fear I carry around, you know? Um, man, I was, I was just thinking about this. Do you know what's funny hmm. actually? And this is semi-related in regards to control and trust is that I am a person who had issues with control in two different ways. I needed to try to have some sense of control of the things around me. But the one thing that I thought I was controlling was completely out of my control. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I thought that I could control my perspective, my environment, my outlook on life by letting off steam by drinking I mean, my emotions. Right. And so I'm like, here I am resting wrestling with control you know because i can i'm the master of my destiny but then while i'm drinking i'm completely out of fucking control like i have there's nothing it's oh so out of my hands and now i'm looking for a way to take these things out of my hands in my life in my recovered life mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like by not relying on this fucking thing that that when it's added to me fucks my life up and the the, the reason why this comes up and i thought about this it's because I talked to my mom the other day, and my mom is also in recovery. And she's been sober for a long, like a really long, it's just her life, you know, her and my <laughs> mm -hmm. dad, right? And uh, she was talking about my little sister because my 
and this is not be long-winded, but my brother-in-law works for a beer distribution company and they are not problem drinkers. They are not at all. Like they are total fucking typical, like a, maybe a, you know what I mean? A can of beer, two cans of beer. No, not even a can and a half of beer. And you go to bed, you leave that another <laughs> right, half on the counter or whatever. Flat, yeah. Right. And so my mom is like, my mom was talking about my sister and my mom was basically saying like, Jerry, I can't do that. I've never been able to just leave. Like, she's like, I'll wake up in the morning and like grab the can to recycle it. And there's still half a beer in there. And I just don't understand that because I have no control because once I drink one, I want more. And I, and I don't want to not have more until I'm asleep. You know, <laughs> I don't want to have, I don't want to until have I'm, more until I'm asleep. Right. And so it's this idea of control and losing control with the one, like the device you think is using that you're using to help you control things. It just, and it made me think about trust too, because I trusted in this device, right? I trusted in this thing, this substance. That's a better word for it. I read, I trusted in this substance and it was, I don't know. I don't know about you, John. I don't know if it was so conscious with me, but I just knew that I just had a general feeling that if I drank, I'd feel better. Like I would feel more relieved, right? My muscles would relax. My brain would stop firing so hard. So it wasn't like, Oh, I'm drinking to, to dissolve to fucking put my feelings aside you know by the end yeah trying to be funny like yeah i don't want to feel feelings so this is the only feeling i feel is drunk you know but um i never consciously thought of it that way i just my body was like my brain was like reward your body and you don't have to worry about that shit because this is the only shit that'll you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and you can worry about that shit manana you can take care of it tomorrow fool like that's what exactly what my brain (laughs) would tell me you know it's it's just weird man it's just a weird way to what a hard perspective to, you know? to think that this this substance is the one thing that this is how this is what you use to control everything in your life this is to control my emotions yes. or how i feel how i look yeah, at things and right, i need but, it yeah to feel better but you're not intention i mean i wasn't intentionally my wasn't i wasn't like it wasn't a monologue i wasn't like oh i'm using this to control you know i just did it i just did it because that was how i got paid Mm -hmm. off was that 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 train of thought absolutely i i i try to think back to the way that i i try to think back like let's go back 15 years let's go back 15 years is 2002 or something like that or 2000 that's more but uh, 2004 or whatever, five. Yeah, 2004. And I just try to yeah. think about me being in my 20s. And I had no, I would drink until I had alcohol poisoning. And then that wasn't, that never occurred to me to be a problem. The only problem was we ran out of booze and now I am so hungover. I feel like I'm going to die. Right. And like, it's right. like, I can't hold water. I couldn't hold down water or like saltine crackers. I was puke those up. That's how bad it was. Right. So yeah. when I couldn't even hold down water, like. So that was beyond that was my thinking um was was so fogged by this substance. So yeah, it was but I I kept thinking that that was the only thing that was worthwhile in my life was getting fucked up. You know because there was right. that there was this the social aspect. It was fun. I was a party guy. I was I was fun. And I look back on it and I know we're not supposed to shut the door on the past, but there were some fucking just ugly nights. You know what I mean? <laughs> those, but those you don't shut the door on, though. You rem- you file those away for the next time a, a fucking shandy looks good on a hot day. You know, like, right, the saltine crackers I was throwing up in a haunted apartment in 2005. You know, like, 
Because that apartment was yes, haunted. There was, I lived but in yeah. a couple of haunted places, I think, but that one in particular was had yeah. some. It was really haunted. Oof. It was dark. Yeah, it was really. It was dark. the The walls or the the floor was painted black. It was creepy and weird. Yeah, I took yeah. a couple of spooky dookies in that place. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, dude, because the toilet, the spooky dookies, because the toilet, like you had to step up. It, it was, was like in the middle of the creepy. room on steps. It was. I took a bath in that apartment. <laughs> The fuck was I? It was. You had no, no shower. You just bathed. Like we were vamp- like interview the it was vampire. Like the beginning of like, like a Guillermo del Toro fucking film or something. It really was. So dude. so and that was fine. That was still manageable. So I I I I have to look back on that and and find. It, it's hard. It's hard to trust that that was where I was supposed to be, and those were the lessons I was supposed to learn to get where I'm at. But I yeah. wouldn't be any other. I wouldn't. I would be somewhere else completely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's why I honestly would. I I can say this with a true fucking sincerity. I would never trade this. I wouldn't trade this hardship. Like, if I had to do it again, I'd probably do it again because where I'm at now is not even just better than it was before. It's the best I've been in my life. This is the best I've been able to function. And I'm not saying that as like a humble brag or if you're out, you know, on your run or you're out working out and you're like, listen to this fucking asshole, you know, (laughs) like, oh, he thinks he's doing, but this is, I mean, from my perspective in my life, I can tell you everything that's wrong with it. I can do a whole podcast on that, but I could, but like, this is the best I've been. So in order for me to learn those lessons, I had to, I think I had to take that hardship. Like I had to drink the ayahuasca of life and puke all this shit out, mm-hmm. you know, to learn something. Not that ayahuasca help you learn it. It might. I don't know. I can't I say that. Yeah. I mean, I've drank a lot of cough syrup and didn't learn anything, but you know, like, but I honestly think like when we talk about trusting the process, right? Like, cause I got to rope it back mm-hmm. in again, but it's like this thing you trust, It's it almost becomes innate, like it's just something you know. You know what I mean? After a while, like after practicing it for a while, you just know it. You just know it. And it's just kind of there. And then you get surprised by new things. And you're like, fuck, that shit I knew was totally wrong. This isn't, I've been presented with new evidence, mm-hmm. you know? I I wonder, I still, and I, I wonder, I think about the, the future hardships, what will I have to, what yeah. will I have to endure? How will yeah. I endure it? And, and I know this is probably, it's probably not a healthy thing to think about, but when I, <laughs> no, but I do it too, man. I do it but all the time. When I think about the past ones and I go, well, shit was bad then. Shit's bound to be bad in the future. Probably. And, <laughs> so I, and so instead when that comes up, when I, when I start to think about all the terrible things and 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 all the awful ways that the world can be and that everyone i love and know and care about will one day be in the ground or in the sky or Mm -hmm. wherever they go but it's Mm -hmm. like i have to rope it back into where i'm at right now and today and like things are really pretty good today like yeah all the bills i think are paid today there's food in the fridge today and so you talk about i think what trusting the process is is finding for me gratitude find being thankful for the stuff that i have and 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 putting that putting that down on paper or putting that into action in some way shape or form really helps to solidify that what i am doing is good is worthy is right for me you know yeah um mm-hmm. 
but it's why we started recording our conversations and sending them out into the over the wires into this ether over the interbuts out there into the world i mean yeah i think like every time i think like oh well this maybe this isn't doing good or this isn't maybe i'm i'm not gonna i don't know what the next letter is gonna be or how long can we do this and i have these thoughts all the time and then somebody will send me an email or somebody will say something or there'll be something where they're like man i really love that or you know, we made that I made that video of us up in Portland and we did the little clips and stuff and so many people Yeah so many dude. people responded to it. And you know and Really? I didn't see I didn't see the response. There was there was there was some really cool and I was like, Wow, a lot of people looked at this. And you know, I, I could have said, Oh, only hundred and ninety six people looked at this or something, but it was like, Wow, this is really this is cool. And it was just really great that like all the responses that we got and you know, again, I don't know that she listens, but I thank your wife for all for recording us. <laughs> she doesn't listen because she hears me fucking talking all day long in the living room. So she's just like, oh, great. Now I got two of them talking at me. But she supports it, yeah. though. And I, I will extend that appreciation. I need to look at the This is on the Instagram. Yeah. I, I just you don't made, even follow. I just I just. I, I don't even follow our page, yeah, but I do, but I just, um, um I like, I'm not on Instagram that much. I, I go in spurts, right? Like, I'll check it in the morning, and then I just don't touch it all day long. Uh, maybe once a day, I'm on it for like 15, 20 minutes. But, yeah, I remember making a comment about that ponytail. Because looking back on that film, I was like, that fucking ponytail, why did anybody tell I me? You know, I like say anything. Uh, and then my wife was like, no, it looks good. And I'm like looking at it actually moving. And I'm like, yo, Megan, like you let me walk around like that for a year and a half, dude. Like I want a divorce. Dude. <laughs> That's whack, dude. You, That's were, whack. you seemed like, very excited when you were talking about growing your hair out. I was super like, excited until I realized. Yeah, it actually cut it like about a month after we we did that. I think I cut it in April. Yeah. So, yeah. So to <laughs> anyway, this isn't the hair podcast, but like, but that so the fear yeah. and the doubt they always show up and they always creep in, and I I hate even saying that right because you don't want to put it out in the universe and then it's going to come back to me, but like it it comes, and so rather than I can I can feed into it and I can I can I can yeah. act on the fear and I can act on the doubt, which basically is just inaction and going, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore or. Uh, this, it's not going to work out anyway, or things are always bad for me. And that's never done any good. And my point was with the, with the video was that there was a lot of great responses. And so I was like, okay, so this means I'm on the right track. This means, you know, it's not about, it shouldn't be about, um, likes and comments and subscriptions and downloads, right? Like that should not be right because, if there was one person it, listening, I think that I would like to think that you and I would, would still be doing this. We just happened to record it. You know, we yeah. did this for a year before yeah. we before we hit record. So, yeah, we did. I think that if 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 anyone out there is feeling like that that level of doubt and that fear, and I don't want to say trust the process because I know how it sounds when you're when you're not into it. And I know how it sounds. Yeah, it sounds wild. It sounds... It's like, shut the fuck up. No, you trust your process and shut up. Yeah. You know, yeah. It sounds totally wild. So, yeah. So so do an experiment. And then if the results work, then trust the results and figure out why later. Just keep doing those things, you know. 
Uh, that's that's right. what I think I've found was that, again, I'll, I'll use the running example, is that last summer I just started walking. And I never thought that it would get to the point where I'd feel like running two miles was not enough for me. And the only reason I'm stopping is because my heel hurts, you know. And so what is what does that yeah. process look like? That's been nine months now. And so that's been a lot of there's been some pain. There's been some days off. There's been days that mm-hmm. haven't worked out the way that I wanted to. There's been some days that have been awesome and amazing. So so finding a way to I think writing it down has been good for me because when we talk about trusting the results, I don't know the results unless I can look back. And there's a quote, and I think it's from one of the guys, it might be from one of the guys on Mythbusters, but it might be like Einstein as well too. But he says the difference between like, between science or between fooling around and science is writing it down. Right. Cool. I don't think that's Einstein, okay. dude. I don't think he's like, the difference between <laughs> science and fooling around is writing it down. No? No, I don't think that was, no. I mean, maybe, but... I don't know if Einstein ever said fooling around. Maybe not fooling around, but just we're just goofing. <laughs> just having. Then a maybe goof. it was Jamie. Um, There's probably Jamie. He's always got the pithy, cool, uh, yeah. So comments, but it's true though. This works for me. Is is writing it that down. That works for you. And so I now currently have. Um, no, I don't want to brag. But I have three journals going. <laughs> Man, that is, that's that's a weird brag. Right? That's a weird flex, dude. It's a weird ass flex. Well, but... I have my morning one, right? But I, right. I started one that I keep in the side drawer just for dreams, and so it's just like uh-huh. when I first wake up and I'm like, "What the fuck was that? Why wouldn't the woman on the phone let me talk to Joe Valentino? And why did she say no? We call him JJ around here." And I was <laughs> JJ Valentino making the fresh and I was beats. Just like, yeah. Why doesn't why does why do we why do Walter and I have to go into the kiddie pool and I'm just you know so so I write that down so I get that out of my head right away uh-huh. and so and then I also started one where just the running the exercise whatever kind of stuff that I do and I it basically just what was the weather like and how did I feel and but it's like super short but um I find that writing it down helps me to be able to trust the process and trust the results easier because I can look Mm. back because I don't remember day to day and I don't remember what happened yesterday. But if I plug it in, I mean, how do you, could you have gotten to where you're at if you hadn't started counting calories? Right. But you know, what's funny though, is this is, I think with you writing shit down and that's your part of your process is I think this is where we have our odd couple moment. Cause I don't write anything. Mm -hmm. down. I don't write anything down. I really don't. Like you'll you'll even say like, why don't you make a list? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I got you, Johnny. And then I just won't do it. But like the thing is, like I internalize everything because my way of learning and processing has always been to touch mm-hmm. things and to like tactile feeling of things. And so I don't know if my way is not necessarily like more of an evil Knievel way or not that I have to like throw myself into it and then be like, come out fucked up and be like, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, like, okay, so remember, cause I don't do that often anymore. I'm very, I've always been really cautious. You know, I was even a very cautious drunk, uh, for the first like seven or eight drinks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's always like I, my version of trusting the process was going through the tactile feeling of experiencing it and going, oh, okay, that's too much. And then backing out and then looking at it from afar and going, okay, I learned that. I learned that. You know, what's really good is you sent me a, that, uh, ritual, uh, Pete Holmes podcast. Yeah. Right? And, and I was, I, I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. You but started he's it? talking about this. 
Yeah, yeah I loved it. I'm lo- and I and I didn't want to at first because I was like, oh, this is some spiritual Johnny <laughs> shit, you know. And then I listened to it and I was like, really liked it. Cause right? it's, but what he says kind of aligns with what I aspire. My version of serenity, right? When you talk about writing, I talk about jumping in, not jumping in, but touching it. Is that he says, all of our lives we figure things out in hindsight. Like we learn the lesson afterwards and go, oh man, I shouldn't have touched that stove mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? And he's like, what I'm trying to do in my personality is learn a lesson while it's happening. Do you know what I'm saying? And so to me, that's always been serenity. Mm. One of my two things of serenity, because always in the rooms, they're like, we're looking for serenity. We're looking for peace or whatever. And to me, I always pictured like a placid koi pond and, you know, two wind chimes and shit. And that was just was not digging any of that. But I think for me, it was the I, the ability to let things go in the moment and just let it go and let it be. And the ability to learn while it's happening. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And go, okay, this is happening right now. I'm being mindful. And so... I need to not repeat this or I need to continue mm-hmm. doing this. Do you know what I mean? Instead of looking at it afterwards and going, wow, you were a fucking dick. What do you, what can you do differently? Which is what I do now. This is what I do now. It's just, that's my aspiration is to learn in the moment. It just, yeah. And even 30, 30 minutes into that podcast, I was like, this dude, what he's saying, like I gel with it. Like I get the idea of where mm-hmm. he's coming from with that, you know? So, I think, uh, yeah, I really do run kind of on the other plane where you like to, I think, you, but you've always been kind of a, uh, an organized dude to an extent. Sure. Like you were the one dude to save money. Like when even when we were drunk would. all the time, you would, <laughs> you would just sock away all your tips and I could never do that. Like I just, that wasn't part of my agenda. But so I think it's always been part of your process, but it's a really healthy way to, to work your yeah. process, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You got receipts. It's, it's it's helpful. And I haven't like the the morning pages that I do and the stuff like that. I don't go back and I haven't read. I've got like four or five or six journals I've been, you know, stacking away. And so I but I haven't yeah. gone back and read them yet. I mean, I probably will. But so it's more of just like for me, it's actually is the process. It is the the writing of it. A lot of it may just be something it could just be something stupid I'm angry about, or it could be what the weather is like outside, yeah. or it's not right. like there are very few times where I go in there, write something that I want to look back on. And there's one in particular that yeah. I was working on as a as a blog post um, that I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. an interesting idea. Can you flesh that out? Is that something that's valuable there? But nine times, mm-hmm. you know, out of 10, like it's just the act of sitting, writing, and being. You know, so it's not the the content is not important. It's the action that I'm doing. It's that. So it literally is the process of putting pen to paper, regardless of what yeah. the outcome is, because I I've mm-hmm. got books of outcomes that I, I don't even look at. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I and I guess that that's that's just that's my process. And you need to you need to crash your bike and then, you know, figure out that you I really do. Dude, <laughs> that I that mean, hill is, is, yeah. is too steep. Right. I mean, I've got a rod in my leg yeah. to prove it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just, it's different strokes, mm-hmm. man. Different strokes to rule the world, buddy. Like, we got to fucking figure out our own way to mm-hmm. do it. I, but but it's always good to have suggestions, I guess, is what I'm saying. And I think a lot of the times I do really agree with you. We do tend to run in tandem. And there are these other times where I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just take the the other path. You know, like, I'll take, we'll take the forks. We end up meeting mm-hmm. up somewhere anyway. You know? I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't. I would never want to say yeah. like, you know, man, you know what you need to do, and because that never works. That didn't work for me. 
It yeah. doesn't. It, no. If 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 it if it came out that the best way to get the result you wanted was for you to get a book and write it down and 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 make a list. There's nothing that I could say to make you go buy a book. You would have to somehow right. figure it out on your own. You'd have to jump into the fire. You'd have to go, oh, fuck. You'd have to go like, okay, I found a book and I wrote something down just randomly and then it helped me. And then you'd be like, oh, man, I guess I right. should do that again. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could tell right. you. I could I could get you a Barnes & Noble's gift card. I could get you, you know, a legal pad. Right. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I don't... I don't say this expecting anybody to listen to me, which is a funny thing to say about a podcast, but you know, that to to heed that advice, unless you find that it works for you, however that is. Word. Yeah. This is just your perspective Mm -hmm. and my perspective. Yeah. And I, I like that. I do like that. We emphasize that. Like we're not professionals. I like to say that once a podcast, Mm -hmm. we're not professional, anything, I mean, other than our jobs, you know, but this is just our perspective on how it worked for me. So like as far as the learning process, right? Like I've taken apart so many things that have been broken, like actual physical things like lawnmowers and blenders and Mm -hmm. shit and tried to fix them and just absolutely shit the bed, like lost pieces of it, fucking put things in backwards. And it took me a number of times before I realized, Oh shit. When you crack open the shell on this thing, take pictures of it with your phone. So you know where all the parts go. Right. Mm-hmm. That had to be part of my learning process. That was me. And so now every time that I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a stab at this. I like take pictures of every step of the way yeah. because that's part of the process and trusting that process that like, OK, this is part of my process. This is how I do it. You know, these are my records I learn. So maybe I learn how to maybe do it's this a photographic you know? journal that you keep. <laughs> Boom. Just say, hey, Megan. Are you upset, Megan? Let me get a picture of your face real quick while you're pissed off there because I said that shit. Um, but finding, finding that trust is not easy, especially as an alcoholic. And, and for me, trust was something that was taken away at a very young age, you know, with being, being, being a broken home and a abusive father, alcoholic father. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't have it from the get go, it's really hard to say, oh, well, you just got to trust it. And so I think there's no... There was no real good way. When I was going through the steps and my sponsor would just, he, he said straight up, he's like, you're going to have to trust me. And yeah. Because I, I would just be asking too many questions and asking too many questions and wanting to know about this and how does this work and what is this all about and blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, you're going to have to trust me. And I think at one point, you know, it's like, do you trust me? And I just had to say yes, whether I believed it completely or not. Because it's not about... Mm-hmm. I, I I don't hear it very often where somebody says, I got sober, I flipped a switch, I was, I had my spiritual experience, I was a whole new person, I had a complete personality change, and everything was beautiful and amazing after that. I rarely hear that. Mm-hmm. You do. And what I hear from people is that, you know, that little bit of like the door cracked, you know, cracked open, I had to kind of just dip my toe in and check out the water and if it was too deep or yeah. too cold or yeah i'm not ready for that yet and so that what they call the educational variety of the of the yeah epiphany mm-hmm. and so i think that it's fine it was fine for me to say yes i trust you even if i didn't 100 believe it 
It was fine for me. It's fine for me today to say a prayer to God, even if I'm not 100% sure that I believe in him or her or it or divine creator or whatever words, you know. Or they. Yes, them. Or them. They. Maybe, maybe it's a few people up there doing things. Maybe it's... You know, it could be a committee. Maybe it's, it could maybe be it's nothing. like the last... Uh, did you watch the last episode of Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we we can't spoil it though because then we're gonna get fucking voted well i don't know how they do it on apple it's just all downvoted and worst podcast ever because i spoiled game of thrones everybody was mad i was not yeah. mad. Think, i wasn't yes mad. but uh, i was mad at the end of lost and at the end of dexter i was angry. and i think after, i think anyway. after that you kind of you just i think it's just a matter of of giving it a chance because if you want it if you want to be sober, if you want, let me just, let me just say, do you want to be happy? Right. I wanted to be happy. Right. So that included getting sober. In fact, that was the first step for me. Um, so right. I had to at least be willing, they say a lot of times. And so be willing yes. to trust this process even just a little bit. And so it's hard. I don't really, I wish I had better advice. I mean, I hope that's good advice, but you just have to kind of go with it. I mean, and, and I've been willing to go with so many things and go, get in so many different fucking weird cars and go into weird bars and snort weird powders and drink weird yeah, booze. Yeah, dude. Yes. Right? Yes. And yes. Yes, dude. I trusted. I did the same fucking how many, things. How many unsavory situations did I trust, quote unquote? But then all of a sudden I'm in a church basement <laughs> and in a minute Sherry says the word God, I'm out the fucking door. Like I'm like, no, that's too much. Later. Like, do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, oh no, that's a cult, you know? And I'm like, well, what happened? What cult was I in when I was doing key bumps of meth <laughs> in the back of a fucking car, drinking warm tequila out of like a jug, you that's know? Like another, that, that's a cult. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was the cult of getting fucked up, you know? Like I just, when I think about that, I get so frustrated with mm-hmm. myself sometimes. Cause I'm like, man, where are my priorities? Where? Like, <clears throat> um, warm tequila. He liked to have it chilled. Yeah, no, it just was. Well, I, I guess mean, you just get get it. Down. I just I would prefer it not yeah. at all. It just was the only was, thing was in, in the, the car. car we the were key. doing key bumps of meth. Oh, yeah. God. Um. So yeah, when I think about the things that I trusted before, it 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 makes it a lot easier to be able to trust things now that are new and strange and weird and scary because I wasn't always interested in. Um, taking apart a nine millimeter with a fucking gangster who had a suitcase full of pills and powders on my bedroom, you know, in my, on my bed. Right. Like, do you know what I'm saying though? But you trusted that process with that yeah. weird dude who then, may or may not have just killed a bunch. I don't of know. Um, yeah. But it was terrifying and exciting Listen, at the allegedly. same time. Allegedly. Yes. And I was oh, just yeah. like, yeah. And, and every time I, you know, it was funny because every time that I would just talk shit to him, he would like me even more. Maybe because everybody was a scared, yeah. was, you know, was a scared of him, was scared of him. But, you know, I trusted that and there was no reason for me to, that was, I was, it was a terrifying situation. So I can understand yeah. being in a new terrifying situation, but, um, I wouldn't suggest hanging out with people who want to show you how to take apart nine millimeters and. Well, unless they're like a gun. Yes. I mean, I did, my, my point being <laughs> is that the, unless I didn't, you're at the firing I didn't see range. any, uh, I didn't see any, there was no licensing involved. This is a, this is a very unsavory situation oh man oh boy didn't have his license but um so yeah i think that trusting the results because that's the big thing 
did I get a result from this? Do I feel good? And, and sometimes the results are that you don't feel good. Sometimes the results are that shit is coming up out of you. This came out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about, or I talked about crying being, you know, a form of getting poison out, you know, and to just let myself cry, whatever, for whatever reason it yeah. is. Um, I had a moment, if I may share, <laughs> Jerry. Go ahead. So I was out. I went for a run and my heel was hurting. And I, w- mm-hmm. I went I went out for like however long it was. And I was coming back. And it was one of these weird days where then the rain started coming down while I was out there. And the only way I could get um, get out was to was to run back to the car. Otherwise, I'm stu- I'm just stuck in the rain. There's nothing I can do. I'm just trapped there. Um, and my only way is mm-hmm. to get out is on my own two feet and my heels hurting. And, and I'm listening to the, my, um, my phone or whatever music. And that song, um, time for me to fly by Ario Speedwagon comes on where it's like, I don't time for me to fly. I don't know that. Oh my God. Yes. And, okay. Once you sing the melody, I'm like, that's, and yeah. I've talked to you about this song before about how it's like, um, it's a metaphor for me saying saying goodbye to alcohol and how alcohol promised all these yeah. things to me, and I right. had this moment. I started crying, so I'm in the I'm in my gray ween hoodie with my orange sunglasses on while the rain starts coming yeah. down. I'm listening to Ario Speedwagon, uh-huh. and I'm running on this heel that hurts because I just want to get out of the rain. And the song comes on, and I just start crying. And I can either just wow. kind of stifle it, but who? Where am I? I'm in the. I'm nowhere, you know. So I just started yeah. crying while I was running, and was like, <laughs> "That's amazing!" Though it's, no, it's, it's like something out of I a know movie. it's totally ridiculous, but yeah. it was it was just like this moment where I was like, "Wow, man! Like this feels really good and really weird and kind of scary in a lot of different ways." But like, just no, go with but it. You had a genuine. You had a genuine human <laughs> moment. Like, that was a genuine, for real, sincere fucking mm-hmm. moment. You know what I mean? And you don't really get a lot of those as an adult. You get them as a little yeah. kid to be able to express just that feeling of just being overwhelmed. You just start crying because you're little, you're allowed that. But as, like, a 40-year-old adult, yeah. you're not allowed to just run and cry. I mean, you're not allowed to. You should if it makes you feel mm-hmm. good. And that's... Do you know what I'm saying? So that's a... That's a Positive, that's it. That's I exactly think. what it was. I, I felt overwhelmed and mm-hmm. I just felt really grateful for being able to be out there. And I was like, it's raining. Yeah. And I'm just out here by myself. And of course I wasn't, I wasn't very far from anything, but it just felt, I just right. had this moment where I just felt like it's only me and my two feet that can get me out of here. Ah, uh, and then Mario Speedwagon coming on and right. taking me to the next level. <laughs> like, <laughs> the song from like karate kid two or something. Well, you know there. how you made that playlist, that Spotify playlist. So I've been starting one myself, uh-huh. which has got some, got some other songs on it, and that's one of them that I want to put on there. And um, I gotta. When you're done, <laughs> let me know. I want to listen to it, and then I'll probably oh, cry God. too. So though. it was just, uh, I just had this beautiful, like you said, human moment of being overwhelmed, and and I was like, okay, so things are things are things are working themselves out. I am mm-hmm. working myself out, you know, because right. We, we say that things will work out if you just do this. And it does, if you just trust the process, it does require work on your, right. on your behalf. I oh, don't yeah. Wanna, I, would, I would totally, you know, I would have to give myself credit for my own sobriety. I would have to give you credit for doing what you did or else I don't think that I yeah. would have been here. I certainly, if you hadn't gone first, I wouldn't have known that it was possible. See what I'm saying? I'm the one who has to test the shit every time, dude. Right? Like, you talk about writing in your journals. I'm the one who actually had to go out there and then 
Mm-hmm. Like I never reported back to you, but you'd call me, and I know you were calling to be like, "How is it out there?" And I'm like, "It's fucking sucks, dude." Mm-hmm. Like, I just get mad all the time, and I'm crying, and it hurts, but I'm remembering everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. and then every time you call, I'm like, "It's sucking a lot less, but it still sucks a little bit." You know, like. But that is funny. I ran out there first to test it. It's true. You did. And I'm still out there. So fuck, you know, like, what are we going to do with that? You're out here now with me. It's like you and I just sitting out here. You know, we got a couple of friends kind of dotting around right? us, you know, who are, who, are, who are experimenting with it or who are actually doing it. But, you know, out of all of us drunks, like, it's just you and I, you and I and a couple other people just mm-hmm. sitting out here, you know. I can't, yeah. you know, I... I we're the only ones who talk to each other really very that's much. That's true. That's true of all the people I know. Yeah. We know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I just, if you had not jumped into the fire and tested it out, and it wasn't, it turned out that it wasn't fire. It turned out that, you know, it's like you just had to. <laughs> it was chicken well, broth. Yeah, I don't know I don't what know. it was, but. Oh, it wasn't chicken broth. It was just a but joke. It's, no, but it's it's true. It like work. you. Cut that part out. Just edit that part out. (laughs) I guess you go through the fire, right? Because I had no problem going through the fire when I was drinking. Ah. So Mm. I'm glad that you did and came back with some positive results. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. um, Me too. So it's, it, and it, it's this thing that I feel like, I feel like sobriety for me is, is it keeps gaining momentum and in a broader sense. Yeah. Life is gaining momentum. Absolutely does. Right. Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is like an add-on. It's like a Google, like a, a Firefox extension. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sobriety, like it's just sobriety.exe or whatever. You just extend it on, and then yeah, life will keep gaining momentum. But now you have this like perk, like this skill extension you've attached to it that enhances the entire thing while it's happening. It's like that app you, know? you put on Amazon so that you get all the discount codes or something like that. <laughs> right it's like putting a mod on fallout 4 where it makes the game like way better mm-hmm. you know so yeah. and the you know the challengers are still there there's still feral ghouls out there but you have the tools you need to right but you dress up like an anime girl <laughs> with giant titties you know and like you've got a laser gun <laughs> um so yeah but it shoots out it shoots out macho man randy savages or something can you can you you, you should get that mod or you you can do a Skyrim mod where it turns all the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage. I'll send you okay. a video. Yeah, um, you'll love it. But anyway, yeah. So I would I would only say to anybody who's listening who is having difficulty or thinking about going back um, or having a drink or not sticking with whatever they've been doing to keep themselves sober, trust the process. Look... Look at the results you got while you were drinking and look at the results you've gotten thus far because yeah, I'm looking at, I'm coming up on four years, Jerry, and you're going to be five and yeah. I can't, like, I can't and- imagine not doing it for another five and not doing it for another 25 and not doing it for another like 45 to. if I have that many left in me. I don't know that I do. I mean, right. That's, that's like almost 90 years old, man, but... Just keep stretching out them planner warts and <laughs> yes. you should be fine, dude. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at alcoholic at gmail.com. 
Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>